So I want you to think of this as an emotional workout. This is emotional training because if you are not training emotionally, you are fucked. And the worst part is most people, they're not even aware of just how fucked they are. And guess what makes them aware when shit hits the fan so much. And by that time, it could be too late. Welcome to Inspired by Impact, my friend. I'm your host, Coach Carl, and my mission with this podcast, along with its community, A Tribe Called Fit, is really simple. To redefine and revolutionize both health and fitness, along with self-help, by combining them into one as we ditch the plethora of shit that doesn't work and focus on the few things that actually lead to results. And how are we going to do that? It's simple. By taking what works inside the gym and applying it outside the gym so that you can strengthen your body, your relationships, your mind, and even your purpose. So get ready to move from inspiration to implementation and ignite the impact you wish to see in your world. Hello there, my friend, and welcome to the first installment of Inside ATCF, aka Tribe Called Fit. Now, why am I doing this? I'm doing this because tomorrow I am going to have the pleasure of being on my girl Sari's podcast, Naked in Truth. And one of the things that I asked Sari beforehand was, what is one thing that you feel like your listeners and your clients struggle with the most? And she said something that I'm pretty sure we can all relate to, and it's this idea of I am not enough. So what happens when you start feeling and thinking and repeating this story over and over and over again that you are not enough? Well, guess what? Your behaviors are going to follow suit. You're going to start engaging in more and more self-sabotaging behaviors. If that's inside the gym in the kitchen, guess what? You're skipping workouts. You're sleeping in. You're eating like shit. You're binging on stuff that you know is doing nothing for your body. Inside of your relationship, you're skipping date nights. You're not having sex. You're not communicating. You're walking on eggshells. You're pissing each other off. What about emotionally? You're having panic attacks and anxiety attacks and depression to the point where you're like me and you're paralyzed on the couch and you cannot even get yourself up to do the simplest of tasks or inside of your business, inside of your profession. You have to take days off. You have to take mental health days because you just don't know how to manage the stress of everything that's going on around you or you just stop creating altogether. Now, very passionate about that, obviously. Today's episode is about a tool that has literally saved my life. Literally. In my lowest of lows. This goes back to a couple years. I remember specifically standing in the shower and thinking to myself, like I was looking at my wrists. JL is the only other person that's ever heard this story. I was looking at my wrists and I was wondering, what if? Like just what if? What if I did it? I didn't take any action on it. But that was the first and only time in my life where I seriously contemplated doing something that would be irreversible. And so what saved that, what saved my relationship, what saved my sanity, what gets me out of depression is something called the turnaround tool. It is a very specific set of questions that you use as a journaling experience. I want you to think of this as an emotional workout. This is emotional training. What happens if you stop going to the gym? You lose everything you work for. You get, you get fatter. You lose all your muscle. You lose all your endurance. You lose all your mobility. You lose, you lose everything that is necessary and needed for your physical health and fitness. Now, how many people take time 
as much time as they do in the kitchen or in the gym training themselves emotionally. Why don't we do that? Because we don't have the tools for it. The turnaround tool is how you can train yourself emotionally so that when shit hits the fan in your life, you are ready for it. You are prepared for it. You actually turn that shit and you turn it into gold by using this turnaround tool. So if you are the type of person that wants to better manage your emotions, if you want to actually leverage the pain in your life because you're like me, you don't believe in all this positivity bullshit. Don't get me wrong. There is a place and time to be positive, but by just completely curbing your emotions and trying to pretend like they're not there and not facing reality, guess what? The longer you put that off, it's like an injury in the gym. If you are putting off negative emotions, it's like putting off an injury in the gym. You Sure, you can keep ignoring it and wrap it up and do whatever you want, but guess what? Something really bad is going to happen down the road and you're going to regret that you didn't take care of it in advance. That is what the turnaround tool is. It will be the ultimate emotional training session for you and we are going to dive into it right now. So diving right in, we are getting to the turnaround tool, which is 21 questions that turn negative thoughts and emotions into your source of empowerment. And I'm gonna stop here for a second because I am a very strong believer in the fact that feelings are to be what? Felt. Not only that, but leveraged, because if you're anything like me, you've completely avoided a lot of the negative emotions in your life, and by avoid, I mean mask, or completely numb with Netflix, or alcohol, or drugs, or food especially, but these feelings are here to serve us if we know how to get them to serve us. We need to dive in the pain the same way we would dive into pain in the gym. So here is part one. What is the situation, AKA the problem or challenge you are facing? Now, question number one, which piece of the prep work are you tackling today? Physical, relationships, emotional, or professional? Now for me, I am going to tackle emotional health and fitness. All right, moving on to question number two. What is the specific problem or challenge you are looking to overcome? Hint here, make this a single sentence summary. For example, for me, when I look at how good other people are doing, I feel like I should be doing so much better, like I'm not enough. Question number three, what feelings come up for you when you think about this problem or challenge? Now, side note. Well, first of all, the hint. Single word emotions here, okay? We're not talking about facts. We're not talking about stories. We are talking about your feelings. Now, this is one of the most valuable questions inside the turnaround tool, and here is why. These emotions and these feelings, when you get triggered by something, say, for example, me looking through Instagram and then judging myself compared to other people, guess what? Those feelings are going to reside in me. If I do not take the opportunity to let those feelings be expressed, which you'll see again in a moment, or at least recognize them and acknowledge them and accept that they're there by writing them down, guess what's going to happen? Those feelings are going to be stored inside my body and inside my mind for later to come out at the absolute worst time possible. 
Whether that's with somebody uh, like Jenny Lee, for example. I'll walk in and we'll have a date night. I haven't let these emotions out before already by writing them down and acknowledging them and giving them the attention they need. And then all of a sudden, I snap out of nowhere and she's like, holy cow, what did I do wrong? When it has nothing to do with her. So right now, what feelings come up for you when you think about this problem challenge? For example, me resentment, anxiety, fear, inadequate, mediocre, pain, hopeless, and helpless. Question number four. Warning here. This is where you can take a little bit more time with this one, but this is where you need to allow the feelings to be felt by giving them a voice, and you will do that on paper. Now, you can do this if you're doing it digitally, then yes, you're doing it digitally. But you need to be as uncensored as possible here. Okay, and you're gonna see what I mean by that. So if you were the type of person that curses, curse. If you're not the type of person that or that curses, don't curse. But either way, you need to say the things that you would never say out loud but that you desperately want to. So question number four, if you could scream at whoever or whatever you think is responsible for the problem or challenge you're facing, what would you say? This is what I said. You motherfucking cocksuckers and all your perfect posts. As if your life is that fucking perfect. You must have it all so easy with all the help you get. Try walking a day in my fucking shoes and see how happy and successful and beautiful you'll fucking look and feel then. So as you can tell, this is where you release those emotions and give them the voice that they so desperately need. Moving on to question number five, okay. So we've got the feelings out. So what do we need to get to now? Well, we need to get to the facts. So question number five, what are the facts of the situation you find yourself in? A hint here, leave feelings out of it. So for me, what would I say with regards to social media? Well, when I look on social media, I compare myself to them and judge where I am to where they are. And I do this countless times a day. All right, question number six. This is where we start to really get clear on what the source of the problem is. Not the symptom, but the source. And the source will always be the story you are telling yourself. Okay, because constantly, all day long, when we're looking at other people, when we're doing our work, when we're in the gym, when we're eating, we, all we're doing is we're, we're writing and rewriting stories and reading and rereading stories that we tell ourselves. And one of the best definitions of a belief that I've ever heard was a belief is nothing more that you tell yourself or nothing more than a story you tell yourself over and over again until you believe it, right? So now we gotta become a witness of as opposed to a slave to the stories we tell ourselves. So question number six, what is the story you're telling yourself that is fueling this problem or challenge? And a hint here, it's gonna be a single sentence story. So for me, simply, I'll never be as good as them. That is the story I'm telling myself. I'll never be as good as them. Moving on to question number seven. This is gonna be a quick yes or no for you. Is this story serving you in an empowering way? All right, question number eight. This is critical. All of these are critical, but this is one of the things that I really feel like people don't stop and think about, become aware of, and acknowledge. Question number eight. What is this story costing you 
when it comes to each area of the prep work. Because do you really think, say for example, let's take eating, okay? Do you really think that if you were not following a nutritious meal program or diet, whatever you wanna call it, for yourself, that the only thing affected by that is your body? Like, do you really think that way? And if you do, that's not your fault for sure because it probably hasn't been introduced to you, the idea that what you do in one area obviously affects the others. It's like, think about inside the gym. If you wanna get stronger, do you need to lift heavy stuff? Yeah, of course you do. But do you also need to have some type of muscle endurance? Of course you do. Do you need to have some type of mobility and flexibility? Of course you do. Do you need to make sure that you're fueling your body in order for you to get stronger and be able to lift the things that you wanna lift? Of course you do. So every single area of the prep work affects every single other area of the prep work. And we're gonna tackle that right now and figure out exactly what it is costing you. So question number eight. What is this story costing you when it comes to each area of the prep work? Hint, you're going to think of one consequence or undesired outcome per area. So say, for example, me. If I am comparing myself to other people on social medias and I am telling, my, telling myself this story of everybody else is so much better than me, okay? Physically, I end up missing workouts and I eat like shit because I let my emotions pull me down. Now, in terms of my relationship, I'm thinking specifically about Jenny Lee here. The time I spend with JL ends up being super low quality because I can't get over my negative emotions and instead of bringing passion to the relationship, I bring poison. Now, emotionally, I feel so disgusting at times that I have panic attacks, anxiety attacks, and I get paralyzed. Now, professionally, I either do poor quality work or just give up on what I wanted to get done altogether. Question number nine. Super quick here. This one's gonna take you zero seconds. Is this story 100% written in stone and unchangeable? Hint, that's a rhetorical question. The answer is no. Question number 10. I got another rhetorical question for you. Is it possible that this problem or challenge is here to serve you? Hint, the answer is yes. All right, we are moving on to part two of the turnaround tool, and this is what is the transformation, aka the desired outcome you're looking for. So question number 11, what don't you want to experience anymore as it relates to this specific problem or challenge? The hint here, you're gonna look at those prep work costs that you wrote down and then just say you don't want to experience those. So for me, for example, inside of physical health and fitness, I don't want to deviate. Inside of my relationship with Jenny Lee, I don't want to be poisonous. Inside of my emotional health and fitness, I don't want to shut down. And inside of my professional health and fitness, I don't want to give up. So guess what we are going to do with question number 12 because we want to define our desired outcome and one of the best ways to do that. If you ask people what they do want, it can be pretty hard. You ask somebody what they don't want and they're crystal clear. So now we're gonna reverse all that stuff. Question number 12, what do you want to experience more of as it relates to this specific problem or challenge? Hint, just look at the facts and the feelings, but also we're just gonna reverse what we said we don't want. So for me, physical health and fitness, I do want to stick to my plan. Relationship, I do want to bring passion. Emotionally, I do want to step up. And professionally, I do want to consistently create. 
All right, we've got the transformation. Now we need some inspiration for this journey, which takes us to part three. Question number three, what is the inspiration, aka the wisdom within? Really quick side note here. I had a really good conversation with a very close friend of mine a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about David Goggins and his interview on Impact Theory and how David Goggins talked about this concept of us always reading other people's books, but we never take the time to read or write our own. This is where you start to write your own book. Because correct me if I'm wrong, at the end of your life, you don't want to have somebody else had ghost written your book, which leaves your legacy behind because you're following somebody else's rules. This is where you find that wisdom that is already within you and take it. And as you're going to see, we're going to be putting it into action very soon. So question number 13, since this problem or challenge is here to serve you, what lesson might it be trying to point you towards? Hint, this is a truth you already know but may not want to admit. So for me, the reason I constantly compare myself to others is because I have yet to clearly and precisely define what success means to me. So I look to others for what it's supposed to mean. Now question number 14. All right, now you're gonna start writing your own book. Using this new lesson, what might be a new empowering story you could tell yourself about the situation you find yourself in? Hint, you're obviously going to be referring to the lesson here. So for me, if I go back to my lesson, the reason I constantly compare myself to others is because I've yet to clearly and precisely define what success means to me. So I look to others for what it's supposed to mean. So taking that into account, what is a new empowering story? Well, only I know what truly matters most to me. And what truly matters most to me is knowing who I am and doing everything I can to share that version of myself with the people I love most. That is my new empowering story. What's yours? Question number 15. All right, now we've turned things around a little bit. So we're going to go a little bit more positive here, aren't we? What feelings come up for you when you tell yourself this new empowering story? Again, we're using single word emotions here. So my story, only I know what truly matters most to me and what truly matters most to me is knowing who I am and doing everything I can to share that version of myself with the people I love most. So what feelings come up for me when I tell myself that story? Well, love, truth, expansion, happiness, fulfillment, joy, opportunity, empowerment, fun, excitement, and connected. Clearly. You can tell in my voice, those feelings are a little bit more empowering. Question number 16, will this new empowering story serve you to move through the situation you currently find yourself in? If not, you need to rewrite it, so pause if needed. But again, will this new empowering story serve you to move through the situation you currently find yourself in? Pause if needed. But we're going on to part four, what is in my mind. The most important part and the most important question, what is the implementation, aka the one small, specific, and simple step you can take to move from inspiration to implementation and, as I like to say, ignite the impact you wish to see in your world? Now, question number 17. Now that you have your new empowering story, what is one small, specific, and simple step you can take to move beyond the situation towards your transformation? Hint. Keep it small. Do not try to move mountains. This reminds me of something Jenny Lee and I are talking about just the other day. 
She recognizes for her, whether it's with nutrition or fitness or any area of the prep work, when she wants to make a change and she's feeling super motivated and she is not alone here, she goes all in right off the bat and just explodes and not realizing that this is a marathon. Like think about if you were to train for a marathon and you go out to the day and you're all good to go and you just take off and you sprint as hard as you possibly can. It's going to be a matter of about 15 seconds before you give up and then everybody passes you because you're done. No, you need to pace yourself. Turns out life is going to be a little, hopefully a little bit longer than 15 seconds for a lot of us. So let's make sure that this step is small, specific, and simple. Let me give you an example. For me, I am going to take 10 minutes as soon as I am done this to define what small practices define me being successful in every area of the prep work. Because if you remember, my problem was that everybody else is so much better than me. Okay, well... Why is that happening? Because I haven't yet clearly and precisely defined success for myself. Okay, so then what do I need to do? I need to take 10 minutes as soon as I'm done this to define what small practices define me being successful in every area of the prep work. I am going to hark on this huge. Notice I say small practices. These are behaviors I am looking to do. I'm not comparing myself like my six pack to somebody else's. I'm not comparing somebody else's happy marriage to my relationship with Jenny Lee. I'm not comparing somebody else's number of followers to the number I have. No, I need to focus on practices because if I focus on my practices, the end result becomes inevitable. But typically we focus on the end result and we forget what practices are going to get us there. And then when we don't get the end result instantaneously, we give up on the practices. All right, I'll settle down. Now, let me give you my examples. Physical health and fitness. Food prep twice per week. Okay, I, for me, 100%, if I eat healthy, it's because I have food prepped. If I don't, I don't. Now, relationships. I'm calling this one pillow talk. Something JL and I started recently is one morning per week, we grab a book and we read it together. So we're lying in bed, we grab a physical book and the one we're doing right now is absolutely phenomenal. It's called The Way of the Superior Man. And so I'll read it out loud and then we just stop and we talk about what we just went over and how we can potentially apply it and use it to, to better our relationship. Now, emotionally, the T3 times three. So the T3 the turnaround tool. That's what we're doing right now. So three times per week in the morning, I do this experience because I know that's going to help me stay on track emotionally. And then professionally, I want to connect with three new podcasters a week to exchange ideas and to start building relationships with other podcasters. So these are my small practices. Like, look at these things, food prep twice a week, pillow talk, doing this exercise three times a week and connecting with three people. Are those small? Yes. Now, question number 18, we're going to do some checking here. Are you confident you can take this small, specific, and simple step immediately? Hint here, if no, you need to take a smaller step. Now, question number 19, will you write this down, set an alarm, and commit to taking this step in the next 24 to 48 hours? That was a rhetorical question. The answer is yes, and you're going to do it right now. Question number 20, our second last question. Could this step potentially become a critical compounding commitment you keep on a regular basis, yes or no? Now, I'm going to take a look at my list to give you an example here. So if we look at my list, food prep twice per week, pillow talk, T3s three times per week, week, 
connecting with other podcasters three times a week. Now, critical compounding commitments. Critical because these are things that are make or break. Compounding. These are things that won't yield an unbelievable change off the bat, but just like compound interest, they will add up over time. Just like working out, there is no one workout or no one rep that makes a difference. It is everything combined and compounded together. And then finally, commitments. There needs to be an emotional and intellectual investment in this to make sure you're committing to it. So your step might be something that you only need to do once. Or it might be a small practice like something I said, but yes or no, could this step potentially become a critical compounding commitment you keep on a regular basis? All right, the last question, number 21. We're gonna do something together here. Do you feel more empowered now that you have faced your problem or challenge? And here's what I'm gonna get you to do before we dive into this. I'm gonna get you to go back up and find your story. I want you to find your new empowering story, okay? So for me, only I know what truly matters most to me and what truly matters most to me is knowing who I am and doing everything I can to share that version of myself with the people I love most. Then what you're gonna do is you're gonna go down to the feelings that come up for you. Love, truth, expansion, happiness, fulfillment, joy, opportunity, empowerment, fun, excitement, connected. All right, now that we got that out, question number 21. Do you feel more empowered now that you have faced your problem or challenge? All right, now that that is done, we're going to end this off as such. We're going to take three deep breaths together. You can close your eyes as we do this. You're gonna hold at the top and then exhale slowly through your mouth. Deep breath in. Hold and release. Deep breath in. Hold and release. One more time. Deep breath in. Hold and release. So there you have it, my friend. The example of the turnaround tool. I really cannot even put into words how valuable this tool has been for every single area of my life. Without fail, if I stop doing this, it's no different than when you stop going to the gym and you stop eating healthy, right? Like it just gets worse and worse and worse. And what's the worst part about not going to the gym and not eating healthy for a while? It's that first day when you go back and you get that wake up call and you realize just how fucked up everything is. Here's what I'm gonna challenge you to do right now. I am going to challenge you to give this a go. I'm gonna challenge you to do this just once. Pick the situation that bothers you the most and run it through these questions. Now, if you want to get these questions, all you have to do is hit me up on Instagram at Ignite the Impact, and I will send you these questions. Okay, so go there and just go to any one of my posts or send me a message and say, hey Carl, can you shoot me the turnaround tool? If this inspired you at all, don't just listen to this. Hit me up so you can ignite the impact you wish to see in your world.